And we're joined on the line now by Mohammed Nala of Nedbank Capital. Good morning, Mohammed. Morning, Sakina. Morning to the listeners. Well, Mohammed, it's all about the Fed and uh, Janet Yellen keeping those rates flat. I'm sure if the listeners had a screen, if they could see me on the screen, they'd be seeing me pulling out what little hair I actually still have on my head. You know know what this reminds me of? You know when when you're a little child and you're playing with the firecrackers, you know, you light the one firecracker, you're convinced it's going to go off, and then it's a dud. And I think that's what happened with the Fed last night. Um, That's a great analogy, by the way. (laughs) Janet Yelling, uh, Yellen opting to keep rates flat at the September meeting uh, in what was, for me, a, a remarkably dovish uh, address. I mean, if you had a listen to her speech, you know, very concerned around financial market volatility that had a, a arisen in the shorter term. And while she was at pains to stress that she didn't want to overplay the importance of that volatility, uh, it did mean that she didn't move rates. Now, the reason why I'm thoroughly frustrated is, as I mentioned to you yesterday, uh, it's a matter of time, whether she does it at their October meeting or at the December meeting, and, and the likelihood is more the December meeting now than the October meeting. Um, whether she does it then or at either of those meetings, it's coming. It's going to be coming, and we're probably going to see a replay of this again. And so even though I love chatting to you about this, it just it's going to sound to our listeners as though it, it, it's a record stuck on repeat. Uh, <laughs> what was she concerned about, and why was this a little bit surprising for me, Sakina, is that you know, if you look at their GDP forecast, they actually revised that a little bit higher for this year, uh, revised somewhat lower for 2016 and 17, but higher for 2015. Uh, by the same token, I understand that they don't see any inflationary pressures coming through. They have pushed out when they see inflation returning to 2%. It now moved out to 2018. Uh, and this really, I guess, symbolic of the fact that we do not have a global inflation problem. Inflation is a domestic problem but because of exogenous factors, but globally, demand remains deficient. Uh, in aggregate, I must say, you know, the, the market consensus had shifted very recently to being flat. So her move in line with market consensus, uh, certainly not in line with my view, but again, still echoing my sentiment that I think when they eventually decide to actually give us a little bit of a liftoff here, it's going to be the shallowest hiking cycle we have ever seen. And then just looking at the market reaction to it, uh, seemingly the markets have just shrugged off the Fed decision to remain largely unchanged. Very much so, and I think the reason for this is, like we discussed yesterday, I think over the course of the last two weeks, markets have rallied. We've seen the RAND strengthen. We've seen a lot of markets pre-position as the sentiment changed, as the consensus changed from a 25 basis point hike to a flat move. So we had a little bit of volatility overnight on the RAND. We actually saw it push to its strongest level uh, very briefly in in the latter part of the U.S. session, below 13 RAND 20, and subsequently give it back uh, equally sharply. So if you look at where we are right now, for any listener that looked at where the rand was yesterday this time and where it is now, it's unchanged. Uh, we, we're seeing equity markets very similar uh, on a global basis. I mean, U.S. markets were slightly down, uh, but in Asia, very mixed this morning. So I think the market's saying, okay, we know this is going to be coming at some point in time. Uh, let, let's not get too excited just yet. Uh, I also think that we need to start looking at the bigger picture beyond the Fed. Uh, and, and, and very importantly, just one, one point on that, is that next week we've got our own Monetary Policy Committee meeting uh, on Wednesday before uh, the, the Heritage Day public holiday. And on the same day, we're seeing CPI being released. So that's a fair amount of event risk on the domestic front that listeners would also want to look out for. And then um, oil prices, Mohamed, because we've uh, focused on them quite a bit as well, uh, seemingly stable for the moment, but what's going on there, you know, further down? 
Yeah, look, I mean, the oil price has stabilized below 50, and, and why this is topical for me is, I mean, we've got this Fed debate, and it overshadows everything, but we're starting to see some sort of stress materialize in the U.S. shale market. Uh, and just yesterday, there's a private equity company. It's called KKR. It's one of the largest private equity companies in the world. Uh, one of their sh- U.S. shale gas companies have just filed for bankruptcy. So this is the first uh, reasonably large bankruptcy uh, let's see how it plays out. I, I certainly get the sense that the stronger players in the U.S. shale market will certainly look at consolidating, maybe buying up some of the weaker players. We might eventually see some sort of cutback in terms of production. Uh, but for now, I still think that there's ample global supply of oil, and that is why I stick behind the hypothesis that I think oil is likely to stay lower for a longer period of time. Undoubtedly, that will have also featured in terms of uh, the, the Fed's deliberation around inflation and when they actually see that uh, ticking up.